welcome to the first and ten week five review. I'm Ollie. I'm joined once again by Ash. Ash, how are you doing, mate? I'm doing good. Charges one, so I'm doing all right. Yeah, I'm very similar feelings about here. Um, and I understand some also similar feelings for Miles. Miles, are you doing all right? Yes, yes, Patriots won. All our teams won, so we should all be in a good mood today. Yes. Yeah. Winning corner right here. Lovely. Well, yeah, we didn't let him score, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll start off with none of our teams. <clears throat> we'll let save those for later. Um, one of the worst games I've seen in a while, to be <laughs> fair, the Thursday night game, Colts at the Broncos. Uh, Battle of the horse-based teams. I think both are off to the, to the glue factory after this one. Um <laughs> Miles, uh, did you did you have a decent go at this, or did you stop? Yeah, I mean, through? I I so I saw that on the schedule, and I was feeling pretty tired, so I was like, Do you know what, I'm not going to watch this. And then the next day, I woke up, watched the highlights in bed, and I was like, I am so glad I chose sleep over this game because there were there were like no good plays, like it was so bad. Everyone was so bad, other than like Alec Pierce. Like it was just, I don't. It was like both QBs forgot really how to throw. I mean, Russ doesn't look good. He doesn't look awful, but he doesn't look good. And I was just kind of just watching and looking, and I was like, "This is, this is really, really bad." And then I went online, and the, the overreaction is actually hilarious. Like people saying, "Oh, they should just cut Russ and all this stuff," and I just think that's kind of funny to see the uh, Broncos overreaction to this game. But yeah, it was it was ugly. Um, but it's funny. It's funny that you know the, the all the hype there was. We talked them up a bit in the off season, and then this this is happening. Yeah. Yeah, you would have won a lot of money betting on all of the Drew Locke love after week five. It's uh, pretty incredible. Ash, uh, what do you make of this game? Oh, it was it was grim. Um, I went to the Packers training camp on Friday, and I said to Neil Reynolds, "Did you see the game?" And he went, "What the lowlights of the game?" And I was like, "Yeah, the lowlights of the game." And he was like, (laughs) "Oh, so bad." And I was like, "Yeah, no, yeah, I couldn't believe." I when I woke up, I, I thought. 12-9, 12-9, oh, that must have been a rubbish game. And then I found out it went into overtime. And I was like, how did a 12-9 game <laughs> go to overtime and still nobody score a touchdown? I was like, fucking hell. So anyway, it is what it is. At the end, obviously, we're getting news now that Russell Wilson has got some sort of shoulder injury similar to what I think Cam Newton had um, the season. He was out for a little while. So maybe that's something to monitor for Denver fans. Obviously, last week they lost Javante, so that's a massive blow. And even if they lose Russell Wilson, although he's not playing well at the moment, there he, he has it in him to be a better quarterback than he is now. So it would be a blow for them to, um, to lose him, especially with um, them... They're not that far behind in the AFC West. So if they do lose him, it could be um, curtains for them already in sort of way where we are now, week five, week five, yeah. So, yeah, but a bad game all round, one to forget for sure. Absolutely. Uh, moving on to a game of a much better calibre, the second London game of the season, Giants at the Packers. Ash, we both got to see, we each got to see uh, each team train i obviously went to the giants you went to the packers uh Mm -hmm. did you see anything that made you think they were going to choke this one they looked very at ease very comfortable maybe maybe over complacent in some respects like they didn't seem 
um, phase too much. They said that they they didn't have a great travel. Um, they flew in, I think, late on uh, I think they flew in late Wednesday or Thursday, um, but they didn't seem too phased by everything. Um, they seemed pretty calm, pretty focused. And then the game started and they were up so well in the first half. I thought, to be honest, this is how they looked in training, looked at it. And then they got massively flustered second half to the extent where I do not know what happened to them in the second half for them to fall that fall bad um fall down so quickly um but in regards to the team yeah like i'm struggling to see why they're not using that run game more um i know i know a lot of packers are finding it fans are finding it difficult i know that rogers is aaron rogers and you would expect him to be able to air the ball around and maybe make a show of it in london but they were so far on top and then for them not to run that ball. And they, I think they were still averaging like five yards a carry in that first half. For them not to continue to use that ground game was probably one of the biggest mistakes um, from that franchise to lose that game for them not to use Aaron Jones and Dylan. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm quite shocked really with the result. But to be fair to the Giants, they outcoached the Packers, um, especially in that second half. Yeah, well, I mean, it was brilliant to watch. Um, I personally thought it was done at 17-3. The Packers were moving the ball so yeah. well. Um, they were scoring f- freely. And I was just like, okay, fair enough. This is where, you know, I got my hopes too high at the start of the season. And hmm. this is where we come back down to reality. But no, this Giants coaching staff seems to actually be the ones to do something. We're 4-1. Unbelievably, we've just beaten a genuinely good team. I know the Packers have had their struggles so far this season, but I mean, you can't complain with a win against the back to back MVP. Um, it's one of those I, I truly did not expect us to win. We were missing one day Robinson, Sterling Shepard, Kenny Golladay, and Carius Kadarius Tony at wide receiver. Yeah. Um, I had that video from the Giants training that um did quite well with uh all of the wide receivers doing the training and they all catch the ball apart from Khalil Pimpleton at the end, who just straight to him straight on the numbers and he just drops it straight down to his feet. Um, I, I was absolutely not optimistic, but they managed to grind one out. Um, I just, I'm really excited for what Brian Dable and this coaching staff are going to do with this team, which is the first time I felt like this as a Giants fan, to be honest. Um, I've had moment. I had moments with Joe Judge, where I thought, okay, maybe this is a slight improvement. Maybe we'll do something next season. But this is the first time where I thought, holy shit, he's actually doing something this season. We might be able to do something. Um, but yeah, it's truly incredible to watch, and uh, maybe you know the kind of performance that cost Matt Rule his job. Who knows? But um, <laughs> we'll get onto that in a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was I was pretty amazed to be fair. I'm not his biggest lover, am I, Daniel Jones? But I thought he was outstanding that game. He kind of put the team on his back a bit with Saquon, especially when Saquon went down. Um, and to be fair to him, I've got to hold my hands up and say a great performance from Daniel Jones. Yeah, it was a really strange one because he's now got three game-winning drives this season after multiple seasons of you know barely any wins and now he's got the three winning game winning drives i didn't think he was capable of this of these kind of performances 
but he's showing them now and I just hope he makes it very difficult for the Giants to decide on what to do at quarterback because if he keeps playing like this I'm happy if we draft a guy for the future I'm also happy um, and yeah uh, things are actually some, looking somewhat good yeah. um, Bengals at the Ravens next um, last night's Sunday night football um, Miles for me the Ravens sort of Looked looked considerably better here, but Lamar Jackson just missed out on a few deep balls uh, that would have put the Ravens well ahead. What did you What did you think about it? Um, for me, I actually thought the Ravens it didn't look that much. I thought that both teams looked quite good, but the Ravens did look a, bit, a tiny bit better. They edged it, but I think. You know, that that could have easily been one of those games where you play quite well and still end up losing, you know, to a, a field goal or something. And that is what happened to Cincinnati, you know, because I don't think they played badly. I still think the Ravens did just deserve to win. But I just, yeah, it wasn't really... Um, I kind of expected the... Di- we all actually spoke about this preseason that the difference between the top of, of the AFC North is, is probably going to be Lamar Jackson dragging the Ravens because... He's just, yeah, I can't really find the words for him because he just he just keeps coming up clutch. And, you know, that final drive, he just kept on running and running and, you know, broke off one for like 15, 10, 15 yards, which really helped put them into field goal position. But, yeah, just, um, yeah, I think it was actually a really even game, even numbers-wise. Um, the Ravens ran 61 plays and the Bengals ran 59. And the Bengals had the ball two seconds longer than the Ravens did. So it was actually quite a close game, but at the end it just came down to probably the one of the best ever kickers uh, in football. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd definitely say this is the Bengals' best performance of the season so far. Um, admittedly not saying much after, especially the first <laughs> two weeks, and then, you know, a couple of wins against the Chevrolet Jets and... Uh, yeah, it does. Then, then I still don't. I'm still not convinced by the Bengals, to be honest. But this is definitely signs of improvement, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to the Eagles, the still the only undefeated team in the league. Uh, taking on the Cardinals, <clears throat> a pretty good game. Cardinals put up a decent fight here, Ash. Yeah, they did put up a decent fight, but um, you can still see the Philadelphia. Just at the moment, they seem like. You, it kind of set, seemed like one team knew their identity and their game plan and one team was still trying to find what they were. Obviously, we're five games in now where you should be hoping to have some sort of, you know what you are as a team. But the Cardinals still seem a little bit lost, in my opinion. They notoriously always start slow, don't they, um, Arizona? And again, I think this is like, I think someone said to me the other day, this is like 10 games now where Arizona haven't put up any points in the first quarter. Um, which is just mad um, to to think that, but Philadelphia, yeah, they keep they keep churning away um, that run game. They heavily rely on it, and um, they said the, also the other day on um, the red zone that Jalen Hurts is tied for the most um, rushing touchdowns at the moment. <laughs> um, I think along with I can't remember who, who Jamal who, Williams. Jamal Williams, that's it. Yeah. So yeah, Jalen Hurts is tied for the rushing uh, touchdown leadership at the moment, which is crazy. But Philly look, they look very, very good at the moment. Um, I don't know if they're good enough to win the whole thing, 
um, because I don't know if they've really come up against it. Like the Bills have played some tough games. Philly seem to have just been beating everybody in front of them very competently, but they don't. I, I feel like it'll be good to see what they've got against a team that are a bit more well organised. Yeah, there's a part of me that's kind of hoping the Eagles manage to stay unbeaten for a while here until the Giants game, and then we're the ones to give them their first loss. That would be <laughs> this. This is how good I'm feeling about the Giants right now. But, um, <laughs> We'll cross that bridge if we get to it, I guess. Um, Ash, on to your charges next. Um, decent win against the Browns here? Oh, my words. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was going on in that game. <laughs> um, it, it, it had me... I was on the couch at some points, like, tearing my hair out. Um, I, th- I thought, like, we always seem to, at the moment, seem to be giving, up, giving away one massive run in every game, we did it for Pierce, we did it for Robinson, and then Chubb absolutely ate us in the first quarter. Um, we came back, which we haven't done in the past. We haven't shown adversity and, oh, we're going to come. As soon as we go down, we normally end up losing the game, but we showed a bit of adversity, come back. I thought Lombardi's game plan was very, very good, considering the last few weeks he's getting a, been, been getting a bit of stick. Um Eckler's been running a lot more like himself, which has been great. Our rushing game has finally found itself a little bit after the first dire couple of weeks. And then a big stop on fourth and one, um, our conversion on fourth down. And then right at the end of the game, I don't know if anybody knows about this, Chargers went for it. Yeah. Fourth one in their own in their own half, only yeah. obviously up by two. And Chargers fans went mental on Twitter <laughs> to the extent where they were calling for his blood. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We won the game. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> um, but that could have been a very, very ugly situation for Staley, um, especially when you even had like Keenan Allen saying like, what, why are we going for this? Like during yeah. the game, um, calling out his coach in some respect. So they, the Chargers coaches probably have got, well, especially Staley has got, probably a little bit of um <laughs> he's probably got something to say really and to back up what he tried to do i don't really know what he was trying to do um and if they if they literally converted because they didn't they didn't make any yards so we basically gave it to him um turned over on downs they had about a minute that they, they had no timeouts but they didn't make any yards so they kicked from the same spot that we left them at and i think that if they had made five six seven yards they would have won the game and it would have been a completely different story. But I think Chargers nearly beat the Chargers is what <laughs> what we can all make out of this, which is not really surprising considering what the Chargers are like. Yeah, it's not a surprising headline really, is it? Um, I, I'm for, it's interesting to hear Brandon Staley talk about these 4 from one decisions where he says it's mainly based on gut when you hear so much about analytics these days. And, and, and you think... Okay, what about your gut is telling you to go for it on fourth and one in your own half <laughs> with a two point lead? I mean, it's absolutely baffling to them. It's mad because they had no timeouts, and you're in you're probably like, I don't know, in your, I think we was at our, about around 40, maybe I think it was about 35, something like that. You just punt it, you're going to put them 80 yards from goal. They can't really use the ground game because they've got no timeouts. There was a minute left. They've got loads more distance to make up. Like it just, it was just baffling, really, to me. Like I don't care what they say about gut and analytics. That was just a baffling thing to do 
to try and convert that and put your team in a bad situation and they got away with it basically mm. yeah he must have been having some dodgy lasagna for his gut to be telling him that um, <laughs> on to the titans at the commanders next um it's a pretty close game uh but it, i feel like we are starting to see the titans do their usual thing here derrick henry's getting going miles is that what you're seeing here from the titans yeah, I was saying it last week as well. I just think that they started off the season slow, but every single game now, they are just looking a lot better. They're looking not amazing, but hard to beat. Like, they're running the ball well. That's obviously a good start to any, you know, all teams want to run the ball well. They're running the ball well. Um, defensively, they're looking pretty solid. Um, so, yeah, I'll just um, quite... I mean, I've never been a huge... I don't know why, I just never really liked the Titans. Never, There's no logical reason behind it, but yeah. Um, so it's kind of annoying to see them doing this well, but yeah, they're just going for the really close but professional, organised performances where, you know, this is that, that they won that by four, four points. But yeah, just think Tannehill was looking quite shaky early on in the season. He seems to have calmed down. The ground game's going, so... Yeah, they're looking quite hard to beat. I don't think they're a real contender, but they're going to take some stopping because of just how tricky they are to beat. Because if you can't if you can't stop the run, you're not going to get the ball. They're just draining the clock and tricky tricky on D as well. So, yeah, I think the, uh, another thing, though, is that the commanders aren't really a formidable opponent. So although the Titans beat them, that you know, it they they were blown up on a couple of big plays, weren't they? And I just think that there's there's that to watch, but I do just think that the Titans are looking looking pretty solid, but I'm not not afraid of them right now. Yeah, absolutely. And uh just before we start recording here, Ron Rivera was asked why the commanders are behind the other three teams in the in the NFC East. And he gave a one word answer and that answer was quarterback. Now then um Carson Wentz sought after by Rivera, um, and now he's putting the blame on him. Um, Miles, what do you make of that mess? I want them to play Sam Howell. I like him, and I just I don't think Carson Wentz is actually as bad as as everyone thinks. He's not good, but he's not he's he's not going to win you a game. But he will probably lose you a couple. But he's not a horrible QB. But he's not he's not great, and I just think. They're not contending this year. Just have a look at Sam Howell, see what you've got there. If if he works out, then you've got you've actually got something. You've got a QB there and you can spend your picks, your high picks on something else. But right now, they're just wasting their time with Carson Wentz, I think. Um yeah. I just, I would just I would just have a look at Howell really, because you've got some nice pieces on that team. You've got some great receivers, you've got a good um Got a good D line, so yeah, just think, have a look at Howell and see what you got. I yeah. think Rivera might be gone, to be honest. I think he'd be gone soon. I don't think he's that good coach, to be honest. Oh, second one to go. I, I, to be honest, I'm putting money on Frank Reich first. I, um, yeah, I really don't have much faith in him. Well, Matt Rule's gone. Yeah, yeah, Rule's gone. Rule's gone. Done. I predicted that anyway, but I'm not saying. Not not gonna not gonna blow my horn too much, but Matt Will's gone, and I don't think Rivera will be coaching in twenty twenty three. That's personal. So we've got the Bears, the Bears at the Vikings next uh, NFC North matchup. Ash, um, 
the Bears, I, I got really frustrated with the Bears on the game they on the play they lost the game on here. Um Bears receiver has the ball near the sideline and he tries to do too much. Get the fumbles the ball and of course the Vikings recover and win. Um it's plays like this that just makes you feel like the Bears are just gonna keep losing forever, right? Yeah, at the moment they seem to be getting in their own way a lot, don't they, Chicago? But uh, I'm struggling with Minnesota because their record's four and one, and they do look good. And then they seem to be in these close ass matchups all the time. <laughs> like, and you're thinking, but you're a good team. Why are you always close in every? You playing the lot. You could play the Packers, the Lions, the Patriots, whoever you're playing. They just seem to be in one score games all the time. And not all the time, like especially last year, they didn't they didn't put that into a winning record. But this year, they're obviously churning out more of more of these wins. But Chicago don't look they don't look like they've got an identity at the moment. Really, I I, I struggle with what they're trying to achieve on on offense. Um, and Minnesota, you kind of know what they've got. It's target Justin Jefferson, target Justin Jefferson, goal line work. Dalvin Cook mm. is kind of written in the stars for them. So. Uh, it'd be interesting to see where what the Vikings do this year because they've got a very, they've got a pretty solid roster, but they've they've always been very similar to the Chargers where they they've kind of like beat beaten themselves and lost these really close games. Whereas this season, four and one records, I'm hoping that they might turn the corner and we might see a better Vikings team pushing into the playoffs. And on to the Seahawks at the Saints next. Um, high scoring game. Pretty impressive performances from Dino Smith and Taysom Hill here. Uh, Miles, who, which of the two impressed you more? Well, I think uh, Gino surprised me more. I know he's been playing really well this year, but still to maintain this level of high performance it has actually been quite impressive. Taysom Hill, I think they might actually look towards him just at QB instead of Dalton if, if Jameis isn't isn't going yet because he just changed like he's so the thing is I don't think he's a great quarterback but he does everything else really well and I just think that once you he's so hard to game plan for you why not like you automatically throw a spanner in the works by by playing him so yeah I think he was just phenomenal and you know absolutely destroyed the uh the Seahawks but yeah just think that he was really impressive, but Saints still look a bit, you know, shipping that over 30 points to Seattle. I know Seattle look actually a lot better than we thought, but, you know, and then now you saw the horrible hit on uh, Chris Olave as well. Well, it wasn't a horrible hit. It was just he just didn't take the hit well and looked a bit shaky. So, yeah, just don't think that the Saints are... They just look... I, I would be a bit worried about them because... Yeah, there's just, you know, you've got the injuries piling up and now shipping all those points. Yeah, you win, but it's come at a cost. And yeah, I think they're in a... The the division's not overly tough. You know, you've got Tampa there, but uh, Atlanta look a lot better than I kind of everyone thought. So yeah, I think Saints need to be careful. But yeah, it's good good performance from Taysom Hill. Yeah, his head almost got spiked into the ground on that play, Olave. It was really... Yeah, watch. he like ragdolled. It was really horrible to see. <laughs> yeah, but still managed to t- catch the ball for a touchdown. So yeah, you know, great effort from himself. Um, Cowboys at the Rams next. Um, you'd think it was a Cowboys home game, uh, much like your Darren Fletcher in London. 
thinking it's a giant, think it's a Giants home game, but the Packers are playing in green for some reason. Um, as, uh, Cowboys at Rams. Um, I, I mean, Cooper Rush continues to defy expectations. Ash, what, uh, what is he doing? Well, this this team won that game on that D. That defense and special teams unit that Dallas at the moment is probably one of the best in the league. You probably say, argue it could be top three, top mate, mate in some respects. With with Mick, uh, Mark Parsons there, you could even argue they've got probably the premier elite rusher as well in the business. I think the rush has been doing very well the last few weeks, but they they needed that defense to step up because I think that asking Cooper Rush to do anything against the Rams D is would have been quite difficult for them. Um, but to be fair to him, he's been all right the last few weeks. But yeah, this this Dallas defense is the real deal. And I think that if they can use that going forwards, they get Dak back, Gallup starts to become a bit fitter, and then they can get this offensive line working. Because at the moment, they are still struggling a little bit on that offensive line with some injuries and a few bits. But if they can start clicking a few places, they're not that bad to make a playoff run, Dallas. Um, and the Rams just at the moment, they cannot run the ball to the extent where it is so frustrating watching them play because all all you know that they're going to do is be throwing balls to Coop Cup all the time. And they're starting to get a little bit predictable now, the Rams. So they need to come up with option B and option C because throwing it to Cooper Cup's absolutely fine. But in the big games against the big teams and in the playoff run, you're just going to get found out because they'll just double team one player and then you've got no one else. Robinson's not been stepping up. Higby's okay, but you've got no ground game to rely on. So I think that uh, the Rams need to do some serious work in the next few weeks. Yeah, well, hopefully uh, the Cowboys aren't getting anywhere near the playoffs and their wins against serious playoff teams like the Giants were just <laughs> flukes for that week. Um, Falcons at the Bucks we've got next. Um I, the Bucks kind of looked in control, but I guess you know one of those things the Falcons brought it, brought the score back towards the end here. Miles, um, did you see something from the Falcons that made you believe in them a bit more, or were the Bucks really in control here? Um, well, the officials are in control, weren't they? Yeah, like that. <laughs> that that was. I mean, look, I'm I'm a Patriots fan. I love Tom Brady. I literally like that man has given us so much success and i love him but that no that 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 was just the falcons should have won that game not because they were like really really good but they just kind of managed to get themselves into a position to win the game and then the officials kind of swung it and i just don't think that it was it was it was a bad call it was a really bad call i mean the bucks had a lot going in the game um you know the receivers were playing well Lenny was actually their leading receiver with 10 catches for 81 yards. But yeah, I just, I just don't think they, they keep finding ways to win and they, they are a good team. They've got the greatest quarterback of all time, a great receiving core, great D really good run D. Um, but yeah, I just, they keep finding ways to just sneak past and they actually ran out of ideas and managed to get a, a little nudge from the officials so yeah just think that was a really 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 poor call and i think that same officiating team actually lost one of the bigger games when they meant to do the super bowl or something and they got taken off it or something like that 
just I've just read a lot about how that that crew have actually been quite controversial in the past. So yeah, it's a really bad way for a game to end. But the Bucks did look good. The Falcons were trying to run it against a really stout D. Um, Algier, I think, is actually a really good player, and I look forward to watching him again next week. Um, hopefully. You know, he can get going a bit more because he won't be up against the Bucks. But yeah, I think the Falcons are doing a lot better than than we expected. And yeah, but Bucks, man, honestly, they keep finding ways to win. I think they can keep it going for a few more, but eventually someone's going to stop them and the officials won't be there to help them. <laughs> well, I mean, the officials have got to be there for every game, Miles. So, you know, if they if they keep going like this, uh, the Zebra's... Helping out the Bucks, so it's a, <laughs> it's a weird pairing, but you know it seems to be working for them at the moment. Okay, and on to your team next, Miles. Uh, the Patriots had a dominant win against going into the game the number one scoring offense, and he absolutely shut them out. A pretty impressive display from the defense here. Yeah, just um, all over the D, we were just we were just incredible. I think the D line held up really well. We got some good rush from Judon outside um, from that linebacker position. Um, and then the secondary was solid as well. Kyle Duggar took one a fumble recovery back to the house. So, yeah, just I think it was just I really did expect us to ship a fair few points because, OK, I do admit our D is good, but, you know, that 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 offense is just so strong. And, you know, they, they keep they keep nearly winning games with it and yeah it's a you know i like that lions team shame we have to beat them really but you know we did everything right you know we ran the football so well stevenson went for like 150 yards that was a lot to do with harris getting hurt because usually we split carries um but yeah i just think i've been encouraged by the ground game for the last few weeks Every single week, we seem to run the ball well. And I keep saying it's a good foundation to build on. And we have built on that really well. Bailey Zappi looks quite comfortable. I think we took a lot of uh, pressure off him because they've got a decent pass rush, uh, Detroit. So I think using the run game took a lot of pressure off Bailey Zappi. Um, yeah, just think we did everything right. Okay, Detroit aren't a phenomenal team defensively, but we did everything right. And it was a fantastic performance. Shut them out. Um, hopefully just keep that momentum going um, into the next few weeks because, yeah, we haven't looked great this season. There's been a few things where, you know, as I've said, defense looks okay in the game and then we lose it. Ground game looks good, but we still don't put on many points, but it all came together. And it's a shame that it had to be against the very lovable Lions. You know, I like St. Brown. I like Jamal Williams. I like Goff. You know, I like them all. But, yeah, go Pats. We were We were fantastic. Yeah, it's always a great sign when the run game gets going with more than one back. Um, I hate to harp on about the Giants too much, but obviously Saquon Barkley also went out with an injury. Uh, Brightwell came in, scored the touchdown. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I'd love to see it happening for your team as well, Miles. <laughs> Thanks. Always nice for the little guys to get a chance. Um, Texans at the Jags next. Um, it's a close game, not a high-scoring one, though. Um, I guess somewhat similar to the Thursday night one. Quite disappointed from the Jags here, to be honest. I I had them in my top 10 in the power rankings, uh, which you can check out on Twitter every week at first and 10 underscore. Um, obviously, they didn't make it into the joint power rankings, but I was quite high on them. Uh, to go and lose to the Texans here is not a great sign. 
Yeah, I had them as well. Uh, Ollie, I had them number 10 in my power rankings um, after them beating against us um, in week three. But I was really disappointed with the Jags this week. I don't know what was going on. They, they couldn't really get Robinson going. And Lawrence didn't quite look like himself. Houston have got a weird record against Jacksonville, which I didn't really know about, that they've won 10 straight now against Jacksonville, um, which is crazy to think considering Houston have been rubbish for about three seasons since obviously the Watson news. Um, but it's just one of them ones where I think Jacksonville will want to just forget this like we, um, Chargers wanted to do in week three. There's other teams that have just wanted to forget certain weeks. I think Jacksonville, they just didn't show up in any point. Their defence was okay. They put a little bit of pressure on um, Davis Mills, but he, he didn't look that flustered, completing 16 or 20, uh, 24. And again, Pierce was really good on the ground. So... Jacksonville just want to want to forget this one, get into week six and try and pick themselves up really because they're not a bad team. They're a well-coached team. They're not a bad team. And I don't know really how they lost to Houston. Yeah, pretty, it sort of came out of nowhere really. Um, yeah. On to another one that kind of came out of nowhere, but I guess you once your second quarterback goes down, unless you're the Patriots, you can't really deal with it. Um, <laughs> Dolphins at the Jets here. Um I mean, pretty dominant display from the Jets, albeit against the first-string quarterback, right, Miles? Yeah, I mean, there's obviously more to that Miami team than just the QB room, but yeah, I think Skyler was okay. I don't think he was as horrible as, you know, maybe he was made to look. Um, But yeah, I think the Jets were actually just really, really impressive, you know? Um, they just, they, you know, they ran the ball really well. They were, you know, they got a lot of the receivers involved, um, albeit on a really, really small amount of catches. You know, Reese Hall had 100 yards, so on two catches, and the leading receiver had three, Garrett Wilson. So everyone everyone got a touch of the ball, um, but they were, just, they were just running it, really, weren't they? They scored five rushing touchdowns. Um, yeah, but just think Miami just looked a bit disjointed, maybe just a bit shaken by what happened to Tua. I know they're professional athletes, but they are still people. And I just think that seeing what happened the other night may have just had a bit more of an effect. And divisional games, anything can happen. The, Jet, the Jets just look really solid, and Miami looked a bit all over the place. So I don't think it was the Jets being amazing. It was more just that they had control of the game they were good and my and Miami just I just I think anyone probably would have beaten Miami this weekend. They just there was just something not right with them. Um they had a few moments where they looked like they could stay in the game and then it just kind of fell apart really. But yeah and we saw just, almost uh, yeah. we saw almost the immediate legacy of that tour uh injury where I believe it was Teddy who came off with concussion and would have gone back in but the independent yeah. medical doctor said, no, you're staying out. And it almost seems, you know, completely reactionary. Karma. Yeah. What, what, like one straight after the other is uh, maybe just, uh, yeah, let's maybe not send the second quarterback out straight after a concussion again, lads. Let's yeah. uh, try and lay low for a bit on that front. He had one, he had one throw before leaving the game. Yeah. So they never, they never really got anything going with him. And then to chuck a, uh, was it fifth, like seventh round rookie in or whatever? Just yeah, 
is obviously going to be an uphill battle from there. Um, you know, no one really got the Jalen Waddle didn't get going like he usually does. Um, no one hit over 50 yards receiving. So it was it was always going to be a tough day as soon as Teddy left. But yeah, they were just they were just really, really poor, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a shame for Teddy. I, I do quite like him, but uh, mm. yeah, I guess he's... Teddy, two gloves. Yeah, that's the guy. Um, Steelers at Bills, last game that we're covering here. Oh, no, sorry. I've missed 49ers at the Panthers. Um, Ash, what did you make of the 49ers steamrolling the Panthers and costing Matt Rule his job? Yeah, <laughs> um, I, 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 I called Matt Rule. I just think that he's been on thin ice now for a, a good sort of season and a half. Um, obviously, the Baker Mayfield experiment's not worked. The Darnold experiment didn't work. It's just not really seems right. Obviously, they got rid of... Um, uh, I can't remember his name. Joe Bra- Is it Joe Brady? The co- offensive coordinator, and it seemed yeah. to have got downhill from there, really, for him. But they definitely need to look... I would have, I would have thought Carolina now will probably look towards the league because, obviously, they've... Normally, when a coach gets fired, the team normally flips flips it on its head and goes in a different direction. So they went to the college route with Matt Rule. Obviously, he was a Baylor and, and got him, and that and it's not worked. So I think they'll probably look to the NFL and not college for their next coach. And I personally think that they could do a, lo- a lot more wrong um, than going to D'Amico Ryan's that they were playing against this weekend for San Francisco as their new head coach. I thought that that San Francisco D looked awesome and it has looked awesome for a fair, for a fair while now. Um, and that's down to D'Amico Ryan's. I think that he's been a great, he's been doing a great job in San Francisco. Um, and they just looked at ease really through the whole game. Didn't really look uncomfortable. There was a few mishaps on special teams with a block punt and a block field goal, but Everything else, like San Francisco at the moment, they look like they're doing it in sort of second and third gear, which is complete role reversal from what they were like in the first two games when Trey Lance was in. Um, and now they seem to have gone back to Garoppolo and it all seems to have gone and clicked back into gear again for San Francisco. So I will, I think that San Francisco will probably be in my power rankings this week. Um, after being a bit low on them for the first few weeks, but they do look very comfortable and they do look a good team at the moment. Whereas Carolina, they're dead and buried now this year. This will be a, the talk is that they're looking for um, people to call them up, see if they can want any of their players. Um, There'll probably be a fair few wanting some of their guys as well. Maybe you might even see DJ Moore on the move if someone's willing to take that contract. So it'd be an interesting uh, next few weeks for Carolina to see who comes in as an interim and also before the deadline in week nine. Yeah, we're definitely going to be waiting until after Monday Night Football to make our top uh, 10 power rankings this week. Uh, after yeah. all, leaving out the Niners quite uh, after that, you know, terrific performance against the Rams. It, Rams. I, I, did, I did feel quite bad having made already made the picks. Yeah. Um, and on to the final game, Steelers at the Bills. Uh, Miles, the last AFC's team, um, will give you them as well. They pretty much steamrolled the Steelers here. Um, not much in this game. They're just uh, pretty pretty one-sided, really, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, the game was over before the, the, the half, really, wasn't it? Like, jo- Josh Allen was just 
it was like he was playing Madden on on rookie. It was it was <laughs> too easy. It was honestly it was too easy. They weren't doing anything. The Steelers. They were just doing nothing. They couldn't on when they had the ball. They just they couldn't even run. I think Najee Harris ran the ball eleven times for twenty yards. Like the Steelers couldn't get anything going. They scored three points, and I just yeah, everyone got involved for the Bills though. Literally like a complete opposite. I think like they had like a, I think they had like a million different receivers catching the ball, something like that. Even Khalil Shakir got in on the action. Gabe Davis only showed up for half the game and still had 171 yards and two <laughs> touchdowns. He had three catches all game and put up that stat line. Like, the Bills honestly think they just stopped trying after a bit. I think Josh Allen was just like, oh, let's sling it and see what happens because they're not going to stop us. They couldn't. It was an absolute massacre. Um, quite annoying to see the Bills this good, obviously, as a Patriots fan, but never been a big fan of Tomlin and the Steelers, so who cares, I guess. But, yeah, also, I think Kenny Pickett, I know it's early days, but I just don't see it. Like, it's just, I know we, there's been a few good QBs in the league, you know, to uh, Josh Allen, who started off really poorly, but Kenny Pickett just, well, I've got down here, Pickett is a bum, and I think that might have been a bit harsh, of it, but like, I don't know, he just, he, I mean, I, I, get, I get it, he's new, he hasn't got, you know, he's maybe hasn't learned the system properly and all that, but I wouldn't have spent a first round pick on him, uh, and yeah, him and his little hands just need to you know, step it up a gear because this Pittsburgh team is looking really bad, and they're going to be throwing it a lot because they're going to be behind a lot this year. And if he can't, if he can't get going and generate some sort of offense, then they're going to be looking at a lot of maulings like they did at the weekend. Yeah, yeah they I mean, reckon. Mentioned... Oh, sorry, sorry, gosh. Uh, that, just a quick one on Pickett. They that someone put up today about um, that with strength of schedule that Steelers are now one of the favourites to be the number one pick. Wow. So um, it could well be a case of um, Rosen and Murray and work with what the Cardinals did and yeah, Rob might have one of them choices between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young over Pickett, and I think that. The Ryan would be on the wall for him already, which is um, sad to see, really, because yeah. it's not great for these young kids to get thrown in deep in like they have. But it's one of them things. It's just one of them industries where it can be a bit brutal. But Pittsburgh's strength of schedule is so difficult that you, I can see them with, a, well, at the moment, definitely a top five pick. And at the moment, they done a computer. I think it was like the computer did like a algorithm, and I think they were they were like. I think it was them in Houston or something were were the um there for number one pick. Yeah, I mean that would be pretty awful for uh Pickett to suffer that same fate as Josh Rosen. Um Miles, you mentioned Madden earlier. I think it's definitely one of those games where if the Bills had the option, they would have stopped the game halfway through and put the difficulty yeah. up a bit to because uh, <laughs> it just gets boring after a while. I just I just I the the picket, I'm just the, the going back to that. Sorry, it's just I don't I think that the Steelers have been too proud. Like they didn't need to spend a first round. They need to understand that this was always going to be a down year for them. They could have just, I don't know, invested in alignment or a D lineman or something like that, yeah. or one of the better receivers, and just gone that down that route, and then gone for one of the QBs in next year's draft. Instead, they wasted a first round pick on on Pickett, and now, as you said, they might just end up drafting CJ or Bryce or Levis or whoever's the top guy next year. So 
it just yeah, it just seems like Mike Tomlin and the Steelers a bit too proud and they got humbling, a deserved humbling at the weekend. Um yeah, just a really annoying franchise. Don't like them. I'm just going to say this. A lot of those criticisms you made there sound a lot like the criticisms the Giants got for picking Daniel Jones. Um, that's, <laughs> well, not, that's not anything for or against anyone, but there's a lot of similarities there. Okay, but I don't think Jones is that good either. I don't think he's terrible. Oh, but, yeah, no, yeah, well, that's absolutely fair enough. But, you know, there's, uh, you go with the majority of the play, and to be fair... I remember the, the, play, pick, the pick got booed by Giants fans on draft night. I remember that. I remember well, yeah, seeing yeah. The other Josh Allen was there to take, but you know it's it's all in the past now. And Jones, <laughs> maybe he's the guy. Who knows? We're still we're still Jory's still out on it. Even the Giants aren't sure they haven't picked up the fifth year option. So uh, who really knows? Um, <laughs> Monday night game tonight. Uh, it will be in the past if as you're listening to this. But um, just any quick predictions, uh, Miles? Um, well, I'm obviously going to just go with the Chiefs. I just think they're the much better team. Don't think the Raiders really deserve the one and three record. I don't think they've been that bad, but they haven't been necessarily good. They haven't been formidable enough, but they're not a terrible team. But the Chiefs are just, you know, they're fantastic. Mahomes, I guarantee the first drive, Mahomes throws a pass and touchdown to Kelsey. That's what's going to happen on the first drive. That 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 seems to happen every game. So that's what's going to happen. The Chiefs are going to win by like two or three scores. Then we can all go to bed and wake up and put the Chiefs at number one of the power rankings again. Uh, I'm not going that far. Um, although I think I've, I think I've made the, my uh, opinion on the Raiders very clear at this point. Um, <laughs> I just uh, a win over the Raiders does not get you to the number one spot in the power rankings. <laughs> um, Ash, what, what about you? What are you saving for this game? I hope it's a tie. I hope it's nil-nil and then everyone gets off the Chiefs bandwagon. Um, and then we'll be also, uh, we wouldn't be tied for the di- top of the division because the Chiefs. Actually, then I want the Raiders to win and then we'll be top for top tied for the top of the AFC West. So that's what I want. So I don't think it will happen. I think I think there's more chance of me uh, uh, waking up to a million pounds in my bank account tomorrow. But um, yeah, <laughs> let's, um, I, ho- I hope the Raiders put up a bit more of a show than um, what everyone's giving them credit for. But I can't see it being anything other than a Chiefs win. Yeah, and we obviously mentioned earlier in the show that both of us went to the training for Packers and Giants. Uh, Ash, why don't you give us a little teaser for the article you've written about your day at the Packers training? Yeah, so there's a little article on firstand10.co.uk just about um, the Matt Lafleur uh, press conference, um, Aaron Rodgers press conference, and then um, just a little bit of Quay Walker, who I had a little chat to. Um, asked him about Jamari Slayer, who's the Chargers' left tackle at the moment, who's absolutely balling. He said he's a good guy. I said he's a great guy because he's protecting Justin Herbert's blindside. Um, but yeah, it was um, it was just really good, fun experience to be at. Uh, thanks to Dave for sorting that out. Um, so yeah, there's an article there um, just about the Green Bay Packers and how the training camp and how they view London games and and the UK fan base. Yeah, it was a great day for the Giants for me as well. Uh, thanks as well, Dave. A brilliant day out. And uh, that's about it for us this week. Uh, Miles, any parting words for us? Go, Pats. Let's do it again this week. Don't think we will, but let's do it again this week. Try. I just think Browns could be a tough one, but I think we can do it. Probably not. 
I'm very indecisive, as you can see. I'm just too hyped over the how we played at the weekend, but also I'm very realistic when it comes to the Patriots because we have the ability to just roll over sometimes and just get beaten when we really could have just done a bit better and you know won it. But yeah, go Pats. Let's beat the Browns. Yeah, I feel myself in a very similar spot. The Giants have the Ravens next week, and uh, I have a feeling that four-on-one record might be about to come crumbling down. <laughs> but who knows? Um, Ash, any parting words for us? Um, yeah, just that um, hopefully Miles won't be trying to put uh, Kansas in his power rankings this week for college football after them losing TCU. <laughs> Uh, and also, just because you shut the lines out doesn't mean that you can put the New England Patriots in the power rankings either. I wasn't actually going to do that. I, I, as I said, I do like to be realistic, and I do like as much as as encouraging as that performance was. There, there are more than ten teams better than us right now. <laughs> and well, I'm, I can't. I'm afraid I can't say the same because I have absolutely put the Giants in my top ten. And what a if, if they get enough, <laughs> if they get enough votes, you will absolutely see them this week. Um, all right, thanks for listening. Same everyone. record as the Bills, though, Ollie. Same record as the Bills. Exactly, We're the same level. Obviously, <laughs> Daniel Jones is Josh Allen. That's why Brian Dable's there. And uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll catch you in a bit.